tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Santana and Chris Stapleton bringing you joy of 102.5 The Bow. out some news stories. Underneath them, I will play lullaby versions of popular songs. Without further ado, may I present to you, John Setting. has helped me live a life with no glasses, no contacts, and better than 2020 vision. That's what you get when you're dealing with the goat of LASIK, Dr. Uptograph, the man who was at the forefront of creating the technology every other doctor uses across the world. The third to ever perform LASIK in the, in the United States of America, the first ever in Asia. He's got patents on a lot of the equipment and things that all the other doctors do. It's the one of the safest elective procedures in all of medicine. So if you're sick and tired of glasses and contacts when you walk outside, the humidity smacking you in the face, go get yourself a free consultation at Uptograph Laser Vision. Right now, they're offering $1,000 off LASIK. Give them a call, 727-551-2020, or book online today at www.lasik4me.com. So tonight is a big night. The Lightning are back in business. And if you need a little bit of help getting pumped up, here's the cap uh, to give you reason mm. to feel the thunder tonight. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. It's what drives us. Fuels us. It pulses in the heart of every player. Back to back Stanley Cups. A feat that only eight teams have ever achieved. Unbelievable. 
accomplishment is undoubtedly special, we now move forward with new additions and a revitalized hunger for more. The Pittsburgh Penguins are in the house tonight. It's. Do you feel like that? time period is kind of because it, it started triggering these memories. We were at the game when they won the cup and then we were supposed to be at the boat parade a few days later and that didn't happen. And I think that just because that period of time became so insane that, that it might be possibly lost on us that we were in the building when they won that cup and what an absolutely monumental and memorable moment that was uh, being able to be present for, for such a thing. That was really cool. Watching that time countdown and everybody high-fiving everybody and touching everybody. <laughs> that was an awesome moment. I'm really, really glad that we got to be a part of that with no lasting repercussions for anybody. <laughs> well, lasting. Yeah. I mean, you're... Oh, no. Is that a theory? I'm fine. No. Oh, okay. Uh, tonight at 7.30, things get underway. Uh, you know, th- I think there was a period of time where people kind of felt there was going to be a lag. I mean, the team that they have uh, assembled is is pretty damn impressive. And here we are getting uh, Coop for another three years. I think the talk of a three-peat isn't just talk. I think that there are guys in this locker room who believe it's very possible. And although we've lost some faces that we've loved for years and years, I think the pieces that have been put in place are, are pieces that uh, give us a chance to win. You're right. When I went to pick up this awesome water container at Target, they had all of their Lightning Stanley Cup champion merchandise on sale clearly making room for the three-peat merchandise. Yeah, I think so. So it, it's kind of ironic because I think it was maybe a couple Fridays ago we did a light, fun, uh, it's okay, it's not okay about Smash Mouth and whether All Star should be featured on the top, what was it, 200 songs of all time or yeah. 500 songs of all time? And at that point, we didn't know there was any issues. Well, there there are issues. Uh, Smash Mouth lead singer Steve Harwell is no longer a part of the band. Wait, the singer? He's the most important part. The 54-year-old rocker is retiring from music to deal with his physical and mental health. That's coming from his rep on Tuesday. Steve has been dealing with long-term medical issues over the last eight years. And during his last performance at the Big Sip stage, he suffered numerous symptoms directly linked with his current medical situation, the rep said. Uh, I tried to find a way to play the audio, but it's so unintelligible and also full of F-bombs that I can't, but the band performed at the Big Sip Festival in upstate New York, where Harwell, at one point, uh, did something that looked like a a Hitler salute. Uh, He, at one point, told people in the crowd that that he would kill them and their entire family. He also just seems to take songs off where he just goes and leans up against a pole. He drops his drink multiple times. A source close to Harwell told The Post he had one of his episodes while on stage as seen in the viral video. This unfortunate recording has now been taken out of context and his ailments used against him to paint him as someone who he isn't. Um, Harwell was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy eight years ago and has suffered from heart failure and acute where Nikki and a Ensoplathia. The latter condition has greatly impacted his motor functions, including speech and impaired his memory. Despite his best efforts to work through these ailments, he is heartbroken to share that it has become impossible for him. 
Is that that's that's a cover up, right? I would think so. I mean, I I don't I don't want to speak ill of anybody's conditions. I've just personally never been privy to the condition that makes you get just s face wasted, threaten people's lives, and throw up the Hitler salute. Yeah, uh, the mental health angle. It's an interesting one to play here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even mental health. It's I mean, I guess it is mental health, yeah. but it's it's something else that makes you lose control of your motor functions. Mm. So. Hey, you know, I, I hope he gets, he, he clearly is, I mean, you watch the video during the break and you're like, this isn't even funny. Uh-uh. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very sad to see the condition that he is in. No joy to be found there. The coroner in the Gabby Petito case has come to some sort of final findings. I've got the audio for you here. Not uh, very shocking. The next question is what happens uh, now that we know this? Yeah. After a detailed investigation by our forensic pathologists, our anthropologists, and local law enforcement, with assistance from the FBI, the Teton County Coroner's Office is following the following verdict. In the manner of death of Gabrielle Lenora Petito, we find the cause and manner to be cause death by strangulation and manner uh, is homicide. By Wyoming State Statute, only the cause and manner of death are released. Their uh, autopsy findings and photographs and that sort of material is not released uh, by state statute. So strangulation, which I mean, I, there was discussion uh, early on that, that maybe there was, there was a gun or that pictures from the crime scene led people to believe that there was a gun. Uh, obviously, this goes against all of that. Uh, one of the other pieces of information uh, that, that is probably of note is they believe that her body had been out there for three to four weeks before it was found. So that, that lines up you know, pretty much perfectly with, with the timeline that has already been, um, you know, Already, already been explained. Uh, another thing that's that's going on in the case right now is dog. And I don't even want to give it too much because I'm starting to turn on Dog the Bounty Hunter because oh. I'm just I just I just think it's becoming blatantly clear that he doesn't know anything and he's trying to stay relevant. I was on board when I thought he was breaking the news about the you know the the campground and everything that came along with it. He's now just out there spouting off an exact set of circumstances that that involved. Brian strangling her or holding his hand over her mouth and then calling his parents immediately to have them call their lawyer. So whether or not, I mean, he's not giving, he's not giving his sources. He's not saying that he knew that from anywhere. He's just sharing that is fact. He also, uh, I touched on it yesterday has, uh, opened up a GoFundMe so that, uh, he can, he can get some bucks for the not extensive sh- uh, search, but the expensive search, Ugh. uh, for Brian laundry. Oh man. This guy's never being found. Every day that goes by is one step closer to him never being found. Uh, the only other tidbit that, that is popping up today is that has been made public that uh, Brian Laundry's sister has been getting incessant death threats, prompting police patrols at her home ever since he slipped away from authorities. According to a new report, the threats to Cassie Laundry and her husband have included threats about killing the entire family and kidnapping their children and messages from random people uh, that coming from Manatee County Sheriff's Office on October 1st, the family reported suspicious circumstances at their home in Lakewood Ranch, about 40 miles from the Northport home laundry shared with Petito and his parents. The records show that sheriff's deputies have dropped by the home numerous times and have done periodic checks there uh, based on uh, threats and people being on the property. Just leave the laundry family alone. Would this... 
Is there any way this is a side effect of so of the social media era, right? Yeah. If this news is just being reported on the news and the social media and everybody thinking that they have a stake or that they're able to, you know, solve the murder, these people out in the front lawn, that's almost directly connected to social media, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, it's not a uh, this is not something that we've ever seen in a in a murder or a missing person before the internet. It's this uh this this a uh, connection that people feel because they can get on there and come up with their theories and share them with people it's social media plus our fascination with true crime podcast plus the feeling like you can help solve the problem that is that is, that is another thing that i think hasn't fully been dug into when you look at the look at your podcast rankings and know that usually the top 10 are mostly all murder podcasts this is kind of the first big public murder to unfold in the murder podcast era and and it's clearly it clearly has an effect yeah the days of the united states government keeping all of their ufo secrets under wraps appear to be coming closer and closer to an end now a panel of former u.s air force officers say they will be presenting evidence that u.s that or i'm sorry the ufos tampered with american nuclear weapons on a on October 19th at the National Press Club, former USAF captain and nuclear, 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 nuclear. You keep saying the same thing. The nukes. Good enough. The nuke missile crew, Commander Robert Solis, former USAF captain and the nuke missile targeting officer. Uh, they will all be sharing their findings. They've organized a panel and raised money uh, for the press conference. And they're saying it's time for the U.S. Congress to hold public hearings on the unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, there are many ex-military witnesses who can verify the, UL, the UFO incidents and how they affected the nukes on Base. All funds from this fundraiser will be used to support a press conference and lobbying activist uh, activities in Washington with some of these witnesses in the coming months. The current period in time represents a unique opportunity to promote open and public discourse around UFOs. Mm. Man, I, I just I've I've lost hope. And I'm I'm really now starting to think, and I, I got a lot of these thoughts from the JJ Abrams documentary. Yeah. It is proven that, you know, the Roswell stuff and during some other big UFO sightings, and some are unexplained truly, but the the government themselves wants to put out UFO information to cover up their own stuff. So the fact that we're getting such a push of information and it's all coming from the, I'm using air quotes, government makes me wonder what changed on a dime. And I understand there are people that that weren't involved that are now involved, but I think that what what is possibly being seen on all of these videos is a technology that the U.S. is working on. And rather than blowing the lid off of it and saying, hey, yeah, oh, yeah, this is us, so that China and Russia and everybody else who hates us can go, oh, my God, look what the U.S. is going going on. You know, what, what do they got going on? They'd rather go, oh, aliens, it's got to be aliens. Let's get some of our pilots and some of our people to get out there and start pushing. Even people within the government uh, are pushing the theory of aliens and UFOs. And, and I'm starting to think that is all just to get people off the hunt for the technology that we have created. Misdirection. Yeah, and, it's, and it works because I think that that fascination plays right into the hands of, of, of the government because yeah. people want so badly for aliens to be real and for for something to be out there that they're willing to do anything for it to be real. 
Right. Uh, some pretty awesome audio here. So uh, Tom Brady is doing this uh, Let's Go podcast with um, Jim Gray, Jim Gray yeah. and he normally has Larry Fitzgerald on it. Right. Well, um, there's a new episode out, and he's doing it with Snoop Dogg. And uh, Tom's got a hell of a story to share on the podcast with Snoop Dogg about what? Snoop Dogg. Okay. Um, so there was always requests for who Mr. Kraft would always ask the guys, who do you guys want? Snoop was always the first one out of our mouth. So, you know, he's a part of some of the best moments in my life. And I actually have a funny story. So after the game that we won in Atlanta against the Rams, Snoop was there. And um, I brought my – so my son was 11 at the time to the after party. And the game ended pretty late. So it was midnight. It was in our hotel. So we had this little special special spot on the stage. Well, Snoop had a pole up, and there were some girls. They were clothed. But at the same time, there was a pole. And my son was here. Was just, he had his eyes open, and he was listening to music. And I said, Jack, cover your eyes. And he goes, Dad, I'm good. I'm good. So it's 2 in the morning. And, I mean, we were having the time of our life. And I'm like, holy cow. If he tells his mother, I am... I ain't going to see this kid for a long time. But. Jack, Jack, my nephew, Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm telling you, we, it was one of the best moments of my life. We still talk about it, too. I said, Jack, and he goes, Dad, I'm good. All right, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Keep that under your head, Jack. That's right. He's growing up quick, that boy. That's what I'm talking about. That's the beauty about being a father, man. You get those precious moments that those are going to remain forever. Yeah. Trust me, Tom. Those are going to yeah. remain forever, brother. So Tom also has been nursing. Um, can we just pause? Yeah. The precious moment that Snoop <laughs> is referring to is a hotel concert by Snoop at two in the morning where a young lady is dancing, barely clothed on a pole. That's a precious father moment. All right. I mean, it it can be when you're, I mean, if you're Tom Brady, if you're the goat of all goats, like obviously the scale of what a precious moment, sure. um, you know, yeah. is, is going to be different. For everybody. That's true. He has won like seven Super Bowls. So like Super Bowl victories, that's that's tired by now. It's like, all right, Dad, what else? Yeah, I mean, seeing some some and you know Snoop for a Super Bowl party, it's not like he's got some uh I'm sure he brings in nothing but the best. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh but he is also uh, you know, nursing this this thumb situation mm. uh, during the press conference earlier today, he says, I'm just trying to be preventative and precautious and be smart and feels very confident that he will be able to go out there Thursday night against those dirty, stinking uh, Eagles and Ugh. and uh, take him down. No problem. Yeah. We didn't really talk about how about that damn performance on uh, on Sunday. I know it's the Dolphins and I know he's used to beating them and I know the Dolphins were beat up in a bunch of different ways. But if, if, if this is the team that we're going to be building off of, uh, I, the future is bright in Tampa Bay, if there was any doubt. I was very mixed, uh, John, because I was playing in, a, in one of my fantasy football leagues. My opponent had Tom Brady. And so he put up 37 fantasy points. And that's a very, very difficult lead to come back from. So I was very happy for Tom that for the first time in his career, he had thrown for 400 yards and five touchdowns. But 37 fantasy points is tough to overcome. Yeah, Unless you've got Justin Herbert as your quarterback. He, yeah, he had a massive game. Yeah, I sat him. Mass. You what? Yeah, you sat Justin Herbert. Yeah, instead of whom? Stafford. Yeah, tough one. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. It makes me feel good when nothing I could have done would have mattered. That that'll make you feel a lot better than if you left points on your bench that could have yeah, won you. Yeah, game. so I'll just find. I, I won my game. Too. Yeah, good. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, you deserve it. Thanks. You, you deserve it. Been through a lot. Yeah. Hmm. And even if somebody beats you, it's not like they can feel good about it. But then, no, you're right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Great, great victory. I'm going to chemo tomorrow. 
One of the most devastating aspects of the pandemic that I don't know how do you focus on it because it's absolutely morbid and hard to wrap your head around is that so many family members were not able to see their loved ones uh, when they passed or even when they were just sick in the hospital. Well, this played out a little differently. A Florida mother says she stands by her actions 100% and is not sorry for spending a night in jail after breaking a hospital's coronavirus and visitation rules by refusing to leave her recovering daughter's bedside. Lynn Savage, who is 70, was booked for trespassing following the incident that unfolded at UF Healthcare in Jacksonville on October 4th. She said, I could not in good conscience and good heart leave her bedside, not knowing she was going to make it through the night voluntarily. I stand by my actions. Savage's daughter, Amber, had been recovering at the medical facility after undergoing brain surgery. Savage told the Action News Jax that a doctor there asked her to come into Amber's ICU room to help her daughter, who is nonverbal and partially paralyzed following a stroke, uh, wanted to help her calm down post-operation. With all these people talking, all these things going on, she didn't understand it and wasn't able to talk but then it was time for her to leave and at that point she refused the nurse said the visiting hours were over at seven and i had to leave and i said i'm not leaving i want to stay with my daughter can you call the doctor because the doctor is the one who wanted me here so she did that and a short time later it wasn't the doctor who showed up it was the police who took her away in handcuffs uh where she spent the night 70 year old woman you know what we always talk about those uh common sense loopholes in the law how can you, and I know it's the law, how can you feel good as a police officer putting handcuffs on a 70-year-old woman whose only crime is wanting to be in the presence of oh, her potentially dying daughter? Jesus Christ. And I mean, that goes, I mean, there. Are, I think instances like that are popping up more and more when, when you know, they have to got to slap on the cuffs for all sorts of different reasons, but whew. That's a tough day. That's a tough day for her, but the tougher day is for the person who uh, had to take her oh, had to take her away. Waste of resources. I feel like I haven't done a uh, an edition of my This is Why You Shouldn't Go to New York on Vacation in a couple weeks, so I got a good one for you today. All right. A three-year-old girl was almost kidnapped by a homeless man in broad daylight in New York City yesterday. The shocking video footage shows the moment the uh, hobo, for lack of a better term, attempted to make off with the youngster... You got something playing. Who was walking with her grandmother and two brothers in the Bronx. Surveillance camera footage shot at a gas station sees the woman walking with the three children, a girl and two grandsons, just as the homeless person crosses the road and walks towards the group. In an instant, the man suddenly wraps the girl up in a comforter that the guy had over his shoulders and runs off with her, much to the horror of the other kids and the 65-year-old grandma. You want to know what my... And it's messed up. So the grandma just starts chasing these this guy. And my only thought is, these other two kids are sitting sitting alone on the corner. The, the real icing on the New York cake would have been if another hobo came along and took the other two kids who were, who were left alone on the... Uh, on the corner. Between that and the lady throwing the other lady into the path of the subway last week, I'm never going back to New York. Her two grandsons could only watch in horror as the man ran off with their sister. One of the little boys could be seen jumping up and down in sheer terror. Uh, she was joined by a group of courageous members of the public, including one man who was filling up his car at the BP station. Uh, the man scared the abductor into releasing the little girl who fled on scooter. Uh, they did find uh, they did find the man later. Oh, good. Uh, he's uh, shocking. Spoiler alert. Uh, he's said to be dealing with um, mental health issues. No way. Yeah. He looks very, very scared. Did you see a picture of him? Yeah. He's. I don't know how to say this in a weird way. He's shockingly handsome. 
Like he's got this look about him with these long flowing locks and he's just smiling into the camera. Um, I can't. I would be get, you. You ask yourself why the hell is the housing crisis the way that it is in Florida? All you have to do is look at the news in New York every single day, and it's not too far fetched. Uh, you don't have to reach to figure out why the hell people want to get out of there. Uh, and to wrap it up, a couple lighter stories: a Texas couple about to board a flight to Las Vegas didn't gamble on finding this stowaway in their luggage. Uh-oh. Their beloved Chihuahua named Icky, who apparently wanted them, to, who wanted to join Aww. them on the trip to Sin City. An overweight bag is what tipped them off to their tiny pup's misadventure. They put it on the scale, and the bag is basically five and a half pounds overweight. Uh, Jared owners uh, told the local news about the shocking incident Uh, really quickly. We were like, oh, we've got to rearrange some stuff. They open it up and literally the dog comes right out of his boot with his head bopping out. This is a fun, light story. Yeah. Um, And I guess, which is even stranger, they said that the the employee for Southwest said they would watch their dog. I'm not letting a stranger from the airport watch my dog. Uh -uh. But this could very well be a tragic tale. Yeah, I mean, they didn't find it? Yeah, I mean, it probably still makes the news, but shocked couple finds oh, dead dog in boot. boot. Yeah. And then he, like, doesn't see any steps, and he's yeah. like, what's that in my boot? I didn't think about that possibly. Brody. You're a big uh, you're a big Bozo the Clown guy, right? I mean, I watched it growing up. Exactly, sure. like yeah. we all did. Okay. Well, for the first time in 65 years, the ownership rights to Bozo oh, have been sold. From Larry Harmon? And and not only have they been sold, the man who who bought them said he is looking to create a bozo verse, much like the uh, Spider Verse or the uh, whatever the hell they call those other universes. Um, here's the man who bought it, and then I'll tell you who it is. I fell in love with Bozo when I was a kid, and um, it really just lit my heart up. And uh, I want to bring that kind of joy to people of the world. There's a lot of uh, rebuilding we have to do for the love of clowns in general. But um, we're being really sensitive about it. There's going to be a lot of charity involved. That's the whole goal. A lot of charity, a lot of um, giving back, a lot of uh, laughing and smiling. At one point, there were 200 bozos throughout America and Mexico and Brazil. So we really want to sort of replicate that. We want to build a bozo family. You have to kind of think of it as uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So there's going to be some different elements, but uh, it's all to really uh, spread laughter and joy. I think Bozo could get a second run. Oh, for sure. I mean, not on TV, because I don't know. Do I really do children watch TV? Like, if they put it on Saturday morning cartoons, like, you can't become a smash there. It's got to be... It's got to be an online thing. It's got to be a YouTube show. Yeah, streaming. Uh, but, man, the joy of thinking about watching Bozo early in the morning. They used to have play that game at the end where oh, you the toss big, it at the... Grand the prize yeah. yeah. The, what a time. I hope, Arquette. David Arquette, the first time watching the documentary on him, the first time I ever heard about ketamine. That guy is, I mean, no disrespect, messed up. He has severe, severe depression and anxiety to the point to where he's got to keep himself from killing himself every single day. So hopefully he's doing better. There's a new Scream movie coming out with him in it. Good. And he's bringing Bozo back. And I'm all burnt out. Coming up next on Drew Garabo Live, I haven't gotten an answer on what is happening with air travel in the southeast United States of America. Is this a vaccine mandate protest? Depends on who you ask. Well, I'm asking you, and we'll find out next on Drew Garabo Live.
Medi Weight Loss, the medically supervised program. When you lose extra weight, it's not just that great feeling because you're walking around without those extra LBs. Your mind is clear. You will have more energy. You'll be amazed at just how much better your life can be when you lose that unwanted weight. And right now, Medi Weight Loss wants to give Bone listeners a free assessment to start their weight loss journey. If you go to startmedi.com slash 1025, it's startmedi.com slash 1025 or call 877-MED-LOSS. They do accept some insurances, so make sure you find out if they accept yours and let them know you're John Senny talking about it on True Garabo Live. It's Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone. Next car lives right here on 102.5 The Bone. Sponsored by Advent Health. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.